first moved to New York, I couldn't sleep. I couldn't sleep and I couldn't figure it out. And then I realized, it's loud! With people honking and people yelling at each other on the street. And of course, there's apartment living with neighbors. I just moved in to 14G. So cozy, calm, and peaceful. You're listening to The Drew Marshall Show, Canada's most listened to spiritual talkback program. Well, many of you would have seen this versatile actress on shows like Pushing Daisies or The West Wing, or maybe you caught her playing the sister of Reese Witherspoon in the theaters just this past Christmas in Four Christmases. Or maybe you went to Broadway and were bedazzled by her light lyric soprano voice in the production of Wicked. Christian Chenoweth is quickly becoming one of the most recognized faces in the world of entertainment. She just recently has been on this big book tour. She's been on The Tonight Show with Jay Leno, Good Morning America, The View, talking about her new memoir, A Little Bit Wicked, Life, Love, and Faith in Stages. And she's joining us today on The Drew Marshall Show. Kristen, what did we catch you in the middle of? Well, I'm, I'm sitting, I have a, re- a rehearsal for a concert that I'm doing here in New York City, May 11th. So I, I stopped, and I'm calling you guys, and then I'll pick it back up when we're done. <laughs> well, thank you for, for stopping your life for us. I really appreciate that. And now, I appreciate it. I think we tried to get you on maybe January, February, but you were sick, so I'm glad you're feeling better. Thank you so much. I remember exactly when that was. Yes, I had that horrendous flu. Yeah, I'm sorry. And speaking of okay. flus, I, I'm just glad it wasn't H1B1 or F1 or a, I don't know what they're calling it now. <laughs> Me but. too. I'm, I'm convinced that I had it. You know how those people say whatever the latest thing is, they automatically get it. Right. You're a hypochondriac? I'm, I'm, I could maybe be that. Yes, I could. <laughs> Now listen, do you like Chris, Christy, or Kristen? Well, my my dad, my whole life has called me Chris. My real name is Christy, and my brother won't call me anything else. Um, but I know that a lot of people for, in my in my world call me Kristen. So I kind of prefer like Chris or Christy because that's my 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 birth name. You know, I'm realizing as I've asked you this question, now I'm going to be totally confused throughout the entire interview. So. You know what? I good answered job. any of it, Drew. All right, any well, of it. Well, that's that's good. Um, <laughs> how's Maddie? How's Maddie doing? That's my first question. Uh, that's my real yes, first question. My little Maltese, Madeline Kahn Chenoweth. You're so sweet. She's at the groomers um, currently, probably hating me because she's she's a little confused. We haven't been back to New York in a while, or I haven't been with her. So she's like, oh, excuse me, I have to be out on the concrete and I have to, excuse me, walk and then excuse me? out in front of everyone. <laughs> so anyway, she's having a little bit of a difficult time adjusting. Oh, boy. Well, <laughs> give her my love. I will. Thank you. I found out this week doing all this research on you that you and I have a, a whole bunch of things in common. However, there's one main thing we do not have in common. You, my dear, are a shopaholic and I am a shopophobic. <laughs> I love to shop, and if you came with me, I could maybe change you. Not a chance. No one will ever turn me. I'm telling not you right now. Like the, like the Bass and Bass Pro Shop. Not even that. No, not even. Not even. I just, you know, I, I like. I don't need a lot of stuff. First of all, I've kind of got what I need, and then yes. if I don't, if I do figure out what I need, I just, I just go get it and leave. You know, it's the guy <laughs> thing. He sounds like my brother. He can't, except for the Bass Pro Shop. Yeah. It's the only place you can spend, like, maybe an hour in. I think you're a shopaholic because you grew up in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, <laughs> somewhat retail-challenged town, I'm assuming. Yeah, our big our big thing was, like, Walmart. And, hey, there's nothing wrong with Walmart. I love me the Walmart uh-huh. and the Target. Right. But let's face it, I've become a little bit of a Saks Fifth Avenue girl, and... Um, <laughs> The good news is I can still go into Target. My dad said, can you can you find something for yourself 
at yeah. any store? I'm like, yes, I can. And it's funny that you were just saying um, I don't need a lot of stuff because um, this past, these past few months, actually since Christmas, I sort of like made this vow to myself. I've been getting rid of things, you know, because oh. we all collect things uh-huh. and stuff. And what do, we can't really take it with us. I'm like, what do you really need? So before I buy something, I'm like, do you really need it? And, of course, I go ahead and buy it anyway. Of course. But at least I'm asking myself the question. <laughs> You're halfway okay? there. You're halfway there. You know, admitting you have a problem is halfway there. <laughs> Step number one, exactly. All right. Well, here are the things we do have in common. Did you know that uh, you once had a crush on me? Excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, you played Sally and you're a good man, Charlie Brown, right? And you played Linus. Well, I did. Oh, my God. Thank you very much. So cute. I love it. It makes me so happy. Well, you're a Jeez. good man, Charlie, Charlie Brown. Brown. <laughs> you're the kind of reminder we need. <laughs> you have oh nobility. Sorry. Anyway, yes. Nobility. Let's do the whole score. Ah. Uh. Yes, well, you know, I the, the last time I reminisced about your good man, Charlie Brown, was when I was chatting with Gary Berghoff, who, of course, played Charlie Brown many, many years yes, ago. Yes, yes. Yeah, you went from Charlie Brown to, to Radar. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I know. Ever heard of that show? Never, Smash. never, never. Exactly. Um, I, too, also used to cringe ferociously when my father would sing in church. <laughs> um, I, I, too, am, I don't know whether I'm addicted, but I am an absolute lover of Dairy Queen. As a matter of fact, where I grew up, where I grew up had a Dairy Queen half a block down the road, and I had an account. I was an 11-year-old with an account at Dairy Queen. <laughs> then my my question was, were you a, a heftier child? Or were you like... <laughs> and I no. don't mean that. I mean that in the most loving, of course. way. Yeah. Of course. No, I wasn't fat, but my height-to-weight ratio was a little off. Well, I'm sorry, but there's nothing as good as a dip cone, so I'm right there Thank with you. you. Thank you very much. Um, one of my favorite hymns of all time is I Surrender All. Absolutely, <gasps> it makes me cry almost every time. Me too. Uh, I my first thing I played on the piano and sang, and mm-hmm. um, um, I just think that the lyrics to that hymn say it all. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. I just got to remind myself of that sometimes, but I love, <laughs> yeah. oh, I love <laughs> And uh, here's the next one. I'm six foot four, and you're four foot six, sort of. <laughs> four foot eleven. No. Shorten me. Four foot eleven. Not shorten me. <laughs> I am four eleven, folks, with ninety three pounds. Yeah. And the final yes. common denominator in the Drew Marshall Christian Chenoweth contest. Uh, I was adopted as well. You're kidding me. Mm-hmm. Now you know that the next question that everybody is that everybody asks. You did you find your ask, birth parents? Yes. Yes. And yes. did you? I did not. No. And you? Yes, I did. And how was that? Well, it was good. I waited till my mom passed because I knew my mom wouldn't be kosher with it. Well, it would be hard for her. Yeah, yeah. She's your mom. That's but right. She's your mom. Yeah, that's right. That's and that's how you say it, right? That's the deal. The other, the other one is is yeah. a, the other one is a lovely lady, fantastic. Uh, and uh, my birth father was, uh, eh. That's where I get my shady side. <laughs> well, I have only I only know a little bit about the birth mother was a flight attendant, hmm. and the birth father was a lawyer. And, um, you know, I, I don't really know much more. And I feel really content as of right now. Um, I don't see that happening, but I, I'll never say never. Who knows? Yeah. But I'm so thankful for the for the life that they gave me, you know. Christian, was your older brother adopted as well? No, he was biological. Okay, yeah. And um, he is totally there. I mean, of course I'm their child. If you met them, you'd go, yeah, she's theirs, but I don't look like anybody in my family, and I certainly can't do math, and they're all, like, brainiacs. <laughs> and I'm, I should never, like, 
in algebra, they were just like, you're cute. Okay, you get an A because you're cute. I tried. I did try. But I, I should never, ever be do anything that has to do with numbers hmm. and or, like, science. Hmm. But they are all, like, chemical engineers and real smart. Uh, well, I have an older sister, and she was not adopted as well, so we have a huh? similar path yeah. there as well. We do have a it's scary. Moment. It's scary. I'm telling you. It is. Now, being the older brother of a cheerleader, was your brother protective of you at all? He, you know what, he was, but um, he was four and a half years older than me. Right. So, like, I was in the eighth grade, and he was like, you know, a senior. Yeah. And then I was in the ninth grade, and he was gone. So yeah. I felt like not the only child, but he was always very protective of me, almost more in a parental way instead of a big brother way because we did have the age difference. Right. But I'm so thankful. I am so thankful for him. We are very, very, our, our livelihood, you know, what we do for a living is very different. But we connect, we connect on so many things, you know, Good. our spirituality and and our drive and the things that our parents both instilled in us and stuff like that. We're very close. Good. Well, it all started singing in the church choir, and then you turned soloist. Maybe Could you give us maybe a little rendition of Jesus, I, I heard you had a big house, or I'm only 4 foot 11, but I'm going to heaven, and it makes me feel 10 foot tall. <laughs> I'm only 4 foot 11, but I'm going to heaven, and it makes me feel 10 feet tall. They say I'm not too strong, but I've known all along. I've got the greatest power of all. <laughs> he lifts me up, makes me shout, come to Jesus, that's what I'm all about. I'm only four feet eleven, but I'm going to heaven, and it makes me feel ten feet tall. Very well done. I cannot believe I remember that song. Wow. No, how yeah. hard is it to memorize scripture? But I can memorize lyrics from, like, Kiss songs back in the well, day, you know? <laughs> well, what I do is I put a lot of it to music. Yeah, that's the way to do it. Honestly, honestly, I do. And I've been what I've been trying to do um, every day, what I do is um, start off the day with reading a, a proverb. Whatever, like, month of the day it is, say it's the 19th of the month, then I read the 19th proverb, and I read the 19th psalm. And for some reason... I don't know what it is about psalms, um, but listeners out there who read psalms um, on a regular basis know that it just brings so much peace. Yeah. Because you think, geez, I don't have it so bad. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, whoa, yeah. bad, it's tough. It's kind of like reading Job every once in a while, you know. Yeah, yeah, but just pull out Job and you feel so much better yeah, about yourself. Yeah, yeah. No <laughs> well, uh, beauty pageants, Miss Oklahoma City University, back when you didn't pluck as much, apparently. <laughs> Uh, were, were you uh, were you first or second runner-up for Miss Oklahoma? Listen, I was second runner-up, and I'm not happy about it. Uh huh. I'm still bitter that I was not not second, but third. Basically, the winner goes, and if she would win Miss America, the first runner-up would become then Miss Oklahoma, and I still would not represent the state. Man. Okay, does that put it into perspective? That dang divorce lady who sang sharp and flat. You got to get over her. I'm saying. <laughs> I guess you saw Jimmy Kimmel. Yes. <laughs> oh, you know what? I, of course, I'm teasing. I. It was such a great experience because I learned to compete with myself, hmm. nobody else. You compete with yourself and do the best you can, and that's all you can do. Classically trained in opera, but tried out for an off-Broadway musical. Was that Animal Crackers? It was Animal Crackers, the Marx Brothers musical. Degree in voice and master's degree in opera performance as a lyric coloratura soprano. I'm very impressed with you right now. Thank you very much. That you can even say Kalotura. Very good. Can you explain to our listeners who have no clue what I just said? Okay, well... Because it's for our listeners. It's only for our listeners who have no no clue. Uh, not you guys. No. Of course. 
Um, well, lyric, uh, a lyric is the kind of timbre of the voice, but it also can be like um, where you where your register sits. But coloratura soprano is the highest soprano that like the person that sings the highest notes. Mm. Um, so if you were go to go to an opera, they would be the one that probably had the lightest, highest voice. Like for example, Joan Sutherland. She was a coloratura. Um, I'm sorry, like who? Joan Sutherland. Oh, Joan Sutherland, yes. Or Beverly Sills. Beverly Sills, mm-hmm. Coloratura. What about the Bee Gees? You know, I, I think they had their own... <laughs> their <relation>. own... <laughs> their own, like, yeah. You, Mary Tenors. You did this for Conan, and I was just wondering if there's any chance. Oh, no. Any chance you could do this for me. What is it? Well, pick one. Hey, you over there, the siren, or Chickasaw City? Well... I think I'm going to have to ask you to do Hey You over there, and I want you to try to stay in one place. I don't want to hear Hey You over there. Hey You over there. Hey You over there. Well, with a little bit more, you know, guts. Yeah. And breath. Hey You over there. Well, that was better, even though you were laughing in the front. But that that was better. That was better. You had to to add a little diaphragm in there. Right. That was good, though. I'm, I'm impressed with the improvement. Wow. Um, hey, you over there. One more time. Hey, you over there. There you go. That's it. I'm sure your listeners can tell the difference. How you doing? <laughs> um, How you doing? These are all little warm-up exercises that you do? Yeah, and the siren. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Let's move along. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do, you, do you really, I, this is inquiring minds want to know this kind of stuff. Do you really hang a notepad around your neck during show day just so you don't have to use your voice? Yes. Come on. In fact, I was just, I'm sitting here with my music director, and I was talking about how tired my voice is, because I've been on a book tour, and all I've done is talk. Hmm. And so my voice is really tired, and I was asking him, oh my gosh, I've got to rest, how am I going to do it, should I just not speak? And he said, well, yeah, you know, do as less as you can. So I'll probably be, my, my concert is a week from Monday, so I'll probably be bringing out the notepad. Wow. You know. Yeah, I'm sure people think I'm a freak, but I really don't care. <laughs> No, it's it's quite all right. I'm just thinking about the scene from Legends of the Fall where uh, Anthony Hopkins is writing on the chalkboard around his neck. Uh, Glenn, Glenda the Good in Broadway and the Broadway musical Wicked played opposite Matthew Broderick in a television production of Music Man. By the way, I just we got to see more of Matthew. He's just not out there enough. I, 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 we crave wow. Matthew. We crave isn't him. He, isn't he so good? Yeah, I think He's so. So good, and I loved his Harold Hill. He. He, played, he took it, had a different take than, than Robert Preston, and, you know, I, I feel that if you're going to revive something, let's make it different, and, and, and he made it a, I was so honored to just work with him and obviously become, we, we're, we've become very close, and I adore him, and I just want him to keep going. Well, he, he is in my second most favorite movie. My first is Man from Snowy River, but uh, he is also in a movie called Lady Hawk with uh, the love of my life, Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh, oh man. is she beautiful? Yeah, she is. I just beautiful. thought I'd throw that out there. Here's the thing. You went from opera to Broadway to space chimps. I got a problem with that. <laughs> what do you think about Kilowatt? <laughs> well. That was the name of my um, my part. Yes. She was an alien. She was an alien who lit up when she got excited, and she sacrificed her life at the end, so she was really the heroine. And I think it's one of my, certainly my most recent work. Um, maybe maybe not my best, but certainly not one of my most recent. Well, there's a lot I will of, say. There's a, there's a couple of YouTube clips of, of that little floating vacuum cleaner. Oh. Yes. Well, fantastic. I, I'm very honored when I'm at the bank and some little kid goes, kill a lot. 
That's mm-hmm. nice. That's That's, me. They can recognize you right out. You need to talk to John Ratzenberger, see if he can get you some more voiceover work on the next Pixar film. I know. <laughs> You're so right. Well, they kind of, they've been wonderful because I've got Tinkerbell, which um, those youngins out there have probably seen. Um, the, when it went to video, and we've got four more to do, mm-hmm. and they're they're doing so well. And I do, I do love the animated work, I have to say, because I, obviously I have that kind of a voice. Um, I have an interesting speaking voice, and I think it, it, it suits itself well for that. And we have, I have a new show, Sit Down, Shut Up, on Fox, so it's good. It's yeah. all good. Congratulations on that. Do you. Do you realize, though, just how many bloopers there are of you out there, uh, Kristen? On pretty no. much On pretty much every show. Uh, Tonight Show with Jay Leno, Late Late Show with Craig Ferguson, Martha Stewart. By the way, were you standing on a stool uh, with on the Martha Stewart show? Yes. Yes, because I can't see over the. I mean, my the the, the cabinet comes to like my neck. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. And it's Ellen, there's bloopers on Ellen. Speaking of which, uh, hoo hoo. Can we just talk about the phrase hoo hoo, please? Well, I was trying to think of a nice way to say it, and I wasn't going to say the the real real thing. So mm-hmm. when you breathe down low, like what I was trying to teach you a second ago, mm-hmm. you breathe from your hoo hoo. I, I don't think I have a hoo hoo. You don't. You have a ha-ha. I don't know. I just made it up. <laughs> you have a ha-ha. I, we just, uh, Kathy Lee was on the show about an hour ago, and she, in oh, her... I love her. Yeah, well, she loves you, so it's very mutual. Uh, she was talking about uh, the parts, the names for parts, as as Cody and Cassidy were growing up, and it was <laughs> kind of an awkward moment on the show. <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah. <laughs> Mine too. Yeah. But now, you and Jay Leno, apparently your moms are very similar. Well, because our moms can't ever get anything right when we... I mean, my mom is very smart, but, like, she'll be like... I was in a show once called Steel Pier, and she was like, when you were in Les Miserables, I'm like, well, first of all, I wasn't even ever in that show. And second of all, it was called Steel Pier. How do you get that confused? And um, you know that restaurant, um, Fuddruckers? Yeah. has the meat, the meat hanging in the window? Yes. Well, I'm not even going to tell you how she screwed that up. <laughs> It would be naughty. No. And then, like, she, I was in a show called Dames, Dames at Sea. She's like, Dames of the Sea? Hmm. You know, uh, Puerto Vallarta's Puerto Colacha? She just can't. She just, she just can't, bless her heart. And now, now what's happening is it's happening to me, and I'm upset because now I'm doing it. Wow. And, like, young folk around will be like, um, no, it's actually... Neo, you idiot, not <laughs> yeah. Kiho or whatever. Yes, it's Versace, not Versace. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I think probably one of the most awkward parts in your book, um, oh, no? and in well, I'm thinking in a lot of the interviews, you've, you've been very open about talking about the the ever so popular cooter smash. <laughs> <laughs> you're a very accident-prone girl. You've fallen downstairs. Yeah. You've hurt your ribs. You've hurt your neck yeah. during the dance called uh, Hair Flip during Wicked on Broadway. <laughs> and now you've uh, got a herniated disc. You've been bit by yeah. a spider, almost got the flesh-eating disease, and, of course, the ever-so-infamous <laughs> cooter smash, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, the cooter. That's the other word for hot. Hoo-hoo. Uh, the hoo-hoo. But, you know, the thing is, is that I was at Opryland. I was also a cheerleader, and I did this thing where I would kick my leg, and my leg would hit my face. Not on purpose. I would just grab it, and then I would go into the splits. But they had just um, they had just waxed the gym floor, so my cock six hit first, Ooh. and I cracked it, and I call it the cooter smash. Ooh. But I can tell you, it's not going to rain tomorrow. I can totally predict the weather. <laughs> At least in New York, it's not going to rain. <laughs> I can tell you. Are you? Are you? I know. Are you still a big fan of the show Snapped, or or was it Untamed oh. and Uncut, or whatever? I love I love Snapped. I love Untamed and Uncut. But my new thing is, 
and I'm not proud of this, okay? I'm not proud of it. Uh-huh. Real Housewives of New York City and also Millionaire Matchmaker because I can't believe these train wrecks, and yet I can't stop watching. I do love Snap because it's about women who finally snapped and they killed their husbands, and they just had it. They had just had it. But I also love Untamed and Uncut because it's the same, like, thought process, only it's animals. Mm. Like, you've locked me up for so long, now I'm going to eat your arm. And I know you've been my zookeeper for 15 years, but I don't care. So I love Untamed and Uncut a lot. You are one sick woman. I know. I need. I do need help, but that's how I read songs. Oh, nice. Nice recovery. Uh, Kristen, have you ever used your celebrity dumb, celebrity dumb, celebrity, have you ever used your famousness <laughs> to get out of a tough spot ever in your life? Oh, wow. What a great question. Um, my famousness to get out of a tough spot. Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I have definitely pulled the old, oh gosh, I sure could use that table at that, re- at this restaurant really fast because I'm in such a hurry for my rehearsal at Carnegie Hall. <laughs> you think possibly you could maybe, mm-hmm find a seat maybe now mm-hmm. i've done that but not very often and i don't usually i really don't usually how about when you're going through customs no usually i'm so scared and i've done nothing wrong but people of authority scare me mm. i don't know why like i just think you're chewing gum you're you're arrested yeah. I'm, just, I'm scared i once bought a i um what do you call it like a fake rolex in Prague or something and they pulled me over, and I had to pay like a hundred dollars because it was like a hundred and fifty, and I cried, and I was like, I'm gonna tell my son Rosie because I was doing her show. I, I'm just retarded. I hate customs. <laughs> I mean, I understand they got to do their job, but. <laughs> Speaking of Rosie, how was your time co-hosting the View? It looked fairly sparkly from our point of view. You know what? It was fun. I really enjoy all of those girls. I do. Uh, everybody's very different, and they're different from me. Um, probably have the most in common with Elizabeth, but I certainly love. Will be a lot. Um, I loved it when um, Meredith was on the show. And Joy Behar loves to just try to get me in trouble. So, you know, I like her too. <laughs> I really do. I really have fun. Uh, Christian, would you describe yourself as tactile and flirty? Those are names that get thrown around an awful lot. I don't even know what that first one means. What is that? <laughs> is that having to do with like tiling your floor? No, okay, no. You're a fairly hands on type person. And when you're talking with someone, do you touch their arm and, you know, that kind of stuff? I am a t- touchy-feely. Thank you. I am. Thank you. I'm a touchy-feely. And You're... I sometimes have to watch it because I don't want to get this swan flu. Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> okay. Don't. So you're tactile and flirty. So I think that if Goldie Hawn, Dolly Parton, Sally Field, Cameron Diaz, and Danny DeVito all got together and had a kid, that'd be you. <laughs> I love you so much because I love each of those people. That makes me so happy. i I got to be honest. Like, I'm... I didn't know a lot about you until my daughter and I went down to New York. I, I surprised her for her 16th birthday party, took her down to see a taping of the Tyra Banks show. And while we were down there, we went and saw Four Christmases. And we had a howl in that movie. But That's I got to say, when we both walked out and went, do you feel stressed? <laughs> because it was the kind of movie where I just cannot believe that there are families like that. And there are. There are. There are more than there than the like quote unquote norm is yeah. what I'm re- realizing now as I as I get older and and also you know being single at at my age you know um, when I date someone sometimes they'll have a child or they'll you know they'll be divorced and they'll have children which is you know a wonderful gift but also you know it's it's interesting because so many people are divorced and. Maybe that's why I've been the runaway bride. I'm just so scared of making a mistake. I want it to be forever when I and of course we can't always we can't always have exactly what we think we're going to have. Mm. But 
that movie did make me realize that there are a lot of people out there that have to navigate very tough waters when they have, you know, just, please, well, I have to navigate tough waters. I have the most normal family there is. <laughs> so can you imagine? Oh, Kristen Chenoweth on the phone with us. You may have seen her in Deck the Halls with Danny DeVito, Matthew Bot Broderick. I can never say his name. RV with Robin Williams, Bewitched with Nicole Kidman, Running with Scissors with Annette Benning, Pink Panther with Steve Martin and Kevin Kline. Um, I'm wondering if you're maybe most known for Pushing Daisies. I would probably say that or West Wing. I, it's funny. When, when someone comes up to me and says they know me, I never know what it's going to be. Is it going to be Wicked? Is it going to be West Wing? Right. Is it going to be R- RV? Is it going to be – I don't know. I don't know what it will be. Huh. Lately, of late, it has been Pushing Daisies, and um, which makes me happy since that was sure. such a great experience. I think you're probably most recognized as uh, dating the creator of West Wing. <laughs> You may have a point. Just thought I'd But I that. want to be very clear that I did not know him when I joined the show. Mm-hmm. Um, his predecessor had taken over the show by the time I was actually on it. But um, right, it it was <laughs> it was very it was a very wonderful, very very um, sweet relationship. You almost married someone outside of the faith, apparently. Yes, I did, and oh. I could talk for an hour, but this isn't that show. Um, I would say that if you can, like, not do that, that's probably healthier and maybe a little bit easier. Because from what I understand, marriage is a very hard gig. Just even if it's wonderful, you have to work at it. So, um, yeah, I, I, I did, and, and I... And I love that the, 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 all the actually the the serious relationships that I've had, and no matter what faith they've been, but of course it's going to be easier if you date someone that yeah. that you know believes like you. Well, maybe the best way to summarize Christian Chenoweth's faith it would be to say that the gays love you, but the women of faith people not so much. <laughs> not so much, Biddy Bong. <laughs> what you gotta do? Um, you know what? I, I have to say something about them. I. Have, I was always a fan of that group, and still am. And when they fired me, I uh, or asked me to quit, and, and then fired me because I wouldn't quit. I actually t- completely respect what they, who they are, each and every one of them. And I know that a lot of them even believe like I do, but they just can't say. So um, that that kind of bummed me out. But the whole experience was amazing, and um, it taught me a lot. I learned a lot. And I grew as a Christian woman, as a performer, as a singer, I grew. The experience really taught me. You know, not every Christian out there is going to, to, to agree with my beliefs, and that's okay. The one thing I don't waver on, though, is what being a Christian means. You know? Well, you know, a lot of people are scratching their head about you. You are a, a walking enigma in so many ways, not only from sure. the talent point of view, but from this whole Jesus stuff. Because, you know, you grew up the Southern Baptist, but you're a proponent of same-sex marriage. So a lot of people okay. kind of cock their heads to one side and go, excuse me? Well, you know, I of course. And because I was raised in the Bible Belt, I get that. Like, I totally understand, like, the, wait a minute, someone's thinking outside the box, and it doesn't go along with what we were, you know, <laughs> what we were taught. But I, I do just say, you know, my grandma was one of the best Democrat women I know. And she would always tell me, Kristen, you know, and she was like, when she died, I looked at her Bible, and there wasn't one in the margins. You can tell a lot about a person when, when you look at their Bible, I think. And she, there wasn't one clean margin in there. 
like she'd written notes and da da da. And she would say to me, Kristen, I just try to read the Bible and and take the the meat that serves me well and not choke on a bone. You can eat the fish without choking on the bones. And then I'm trying to not choke on the bone, even though others choke on the bone, and I and I respect them, but I just don't want to be judged for what I think. Yeah. What I believe. Not my pig, not my farm. There you go. <laughs> there well, you go. If you can't play with the big dogs, get on the porch with the puppies. Thank you very much. Uh, Joy from The View asked you if you were born-again Christian, and you said that you were just a Christian Christian. In other words, you, you've all, always, that way. <laughs> always been a Christian, yeah. But Barbara Barbara cut you off and went on to another subject before you really kind of got into the whole conflict between some of the choices you've made professionally and your Christianity. Right. Um, where were you going to go with that? I doubt you to remember that whole you know, kind of scene. I but. I was I think I was just going to say, in show business, uh, we sometimes you have to make very hard decisions. Yeah. And not everyone's going to agree with you. And, you know, I did I did a swimsuit, a bikini uh, layout in a magazine, and a lot of people had, a lot of Christians had a problem with it. I had no problem I with guess it. I, I'm telling you right now, I had no problem. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Merci beaucoup, monsieur. Yeah, yeah. I think the main thing is, is that, you know, I paraded around in a bikini, in a swimsuit for the Miss Oklahoma pageant. And... For money, and um, I guess to me, I don't really see the difference. I, I, a lot of people don't know that I turned down Playboy. I have my lines. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna cross over them, and I'm not gonna sit and tell, tell what all I say no to. There's a lot of movie parts I've, I've said no to because I'm not gonna do full frontal nudity. I'm just, you know, I'm not. That's a decision I've made, but I don't. I know Halle Berry's a Christian, and she's done it all, so I'm not gonna judge her. I was talking to a uh, good friend, Candace Cameron Burray, the other day. She's now taping a pilot uh, for a new series that mm-hmm. uh, hopefully will be coming out fairly soon. And we had a big, long conversation about, you know, I mean, her being, everyone knows her as, you know, the Jesus girl, the, you know, Kurt Cameron's sister and, you know, the, mm-hmm. the clean and squeaky type. And, and this uh, series that they're shooting, eh, it's going to be a little, you know, 90210-ish kind of thing. So we're talking about the exactly what you said. In your business, it's just not as black and white as the rest of us on the outside look in and, and seem to think it is. Well, you know, the thing I'm sure she has gone through what I've gone through. It's like, and and now she has a family. See, here's the thing: I have to answer to two people: the person above me, which is the Lord, and and myself. And um, that's that's what I think about. And I'm sure she, and she has a family and a husband. I'm sure she she thinks about um, decisions just like I do. Yeah. And 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 you know, it's very easy to judge and think that we have this glamorous life. But I'll tell you what, I know that I don't know her, but I know she works hard. Yep. And whatever she decides to do, whatever it is, I back her. And it is tough being labeled the Jesus person. I get it all the time. I don't care about that. I just don't want to be judged for stuff because I don't judge other people. Yeah, but you've got sure she feels the same way. you've got your mom who sees you as the missionary in Hollywood, and of course your 16 year old nephew who's loving the Allure magazine <laughs> shot. You know, yeah, he's not hating that, but <laughs> you know, I guess the thing is, is I have this whole thing about women and body images and being true and real and who uh, to who you are. And Allure says, hey, we want to do this, talk about your, you know, I want young girls to know that they don't have to be anorexic. They don't have to be a stick, and I am little, but I am I have insecurities just like everybody else, just like everybody else. And um, you know, they shaded the the important spots, and I talk about my stomach. And guess what? I have I have a belly, and I have a double chin, and these are things that bother me. And I'm human, and but I also am also this is the way God made me, and I'm just gonna keep on keeping on. 
Here's a great quote from you. My parents love me unconditionally, so there's no reason for them to know. <laughs> right. I did. I, I did say that, and it, it was. Of course, I'm joking. But um, I remember when 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 it came out, I was like, you know what? Listen, I got something to tell you. It's not a big thing. Of course, they had a heart attack. Uh-huh. But but you know what? I have to say, they've been very. They have been unconditional in their love, just like Jesus is is with us. Your yeah. mom's gone back to 7-Eleven again, has she? And church, yes. I okay. think she recovered. Good. She recovered. Uh, in an interview with BeliefNet, you were talking about your sitcom on NBC called Christian about a Southern Baptist actress trying to make it in New York. You said, I think we have a show about someone who's good or tries to be good. Maybe evangelicals are hoping that she's pretty close to perfect, but she's not going to be because nobody is. Some of the best Christian women I know have made whoppers, I mean huge mistakes, and they'll be the first to say they asked God for forgiveness, and God forgave me, and I moved on from it. That's life. That's the challenge of life. That that is the challenge of life. We as Christians need to, after we've been forgiven, which is the best gift of all, we have to forgive ourselves. Hmm. We have to forgive ourselves. And believe me, I struggled with that many times when I feel like I can't, I don't deserve it. Well, we do deserve it. We do deserve it. Christian, what church are you going to in in New York? Are you still going to that Methodist church in West Hollywood as well, or? Um, well, in, in in California, I really try to go out to um, Rick Warren's church. Um, in Saddle, in, it's called Saddleback Church. Okay. But it's about 45 minutes away. When I don't get to go there, I do go to um, a non-denominational church. Mm-hmm. And it's actually in um, Helms Bakery. <laughs> it's it's in uh, Hollywood, California. And then here I go to a Methodist church by my house. Right. And um, where everybody is welcome. Good. And I, and I'm, I love that. Where it doesn't matter what you look like, who you are, you can come. Well, I, I have a personal message that I have to give to you from okay. a, a gentleman named Steve Kamanapali. Okay. Steve is Rick's assistant, number one yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. Steve says, I can't say it in the way he was going to say it, but he, he, he tried to get out the word, please say hello to Christian for me, and he just he kind of stumbled all over his words. Now, he just <laughs> recently got married, okay? So I think he may have said this before the, the, like he got married. Dang but it. Yeah. Dang it. Yeah. Sorry about your luck. Man, I missed the boat. <laughs> always am too late. I'm always too late. Well, look, I mean, God has obviously blessed you, obviously, and you got to look back in your life and see his hand. And to be honest... This is going to sound like a major suck-up comment here, but I truly, truly feel that you have as much talent as the great Judy Garland. I really, really do. And I've, I, I wrote it down. I thought, should I say that or not? Because it just sounds so ridiculously over the top, but I'm dead set on it. Dead set. That actually almost makes me want to cry. It really well, does. It means a lot to me because I love her. I love her. She's one of my all-time fa- She's probably my favorite. Hmm. Thank you so much. Well, you're very welcome. That's... Thank you for what you said. And I'm, I'm like everybody else. I'm just trying to do the best I can, and I'm not perfect, but I try. You know, just before we say goodbye, your mom, please just tell me how she's doing. <laughs> Thank you for asking. You're so precious. Um, she's great. You know, she had the, she had breast cancer and melanoma cancer. She survived cancer three times in her life. So I keep telling her it's not time for her to go yet. But she's doing great. Excellent. That's good I'll to get hear. To see her next week. That's so. good to hear. When I'm sure she'll be like, she's doing her show at Carnegie. Um, you know, she'll be mispronouncing <laughs> it. <laughs> well, thank, thank you. you, honey. Yeah, thank you, Kristen. It was lovely to chat with you. You too. Thank you for making my day. No worries. We'll talk again. I hope. Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Kristen Chenoweth on the Drew Marshall Show. What a great gal, huh? KristenChenoweth.com is the website. 
uh, Kristen hyphen Chenoweth, C-H-E-N-O-W, I'm listening to her sing in the background, C-H-E-N-O-W-E-T-H dot com. And this book of hers is tremendous. A little bit wicked. Life, love, and faith in stages. You want to laugh, you want to cry, this is another tremendous book to read, along with Kathy Lee Giffords, who we talked to earlier in the show today. We'll go out with a little bit more of Kristen Chenoweth singing in a little episode here called The Girl in 14G. Listen to the talent this lady has. Stay with us. Like what you've heard? Listen again online at drewmarshall.ca. Wakes me unawares. Blowing down from 15G, her revolution.